This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, are you enjoying the light of all these glistening particles and want more? I've set up a Patreon page where you can subscribe for as little as $2 a month and get even more unique and new content. You'll find things like the bi-weekly pie series, which is super new, chat forum, live hangout sessions, even co-hosting opportunities, and more. There are so many rewards. Check it out at patreon.com slash glistening particles. Literally every subscription helps. Thank you for supporting my passion and allowing these stories to be shared far and wide. In this episode, I am talking with a man who drives a van, who has a dog, and writes a blog, Van Man Dog Blog, Joe Holly, who is doing some pretty cool things out there in the world by following his passion, following his interests, but also trying to inspire others and meet people and make connections along the way. And he does a lot of my favorite things, so I'm already a fan, but he's also just an incredibly sincere guy. So here we go, Joe Holly from Man Van Dog Blog. Hey, listeners, I'm here today with someone I am so excited to catch up with. I'm with Joe Holly, who is also known as Van Man Dog Blog, and he's traveling around the country and getting a pretty big following. So hey, Joe, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. I know. I'm really glad we found time since, you know, the Today Show bumped me. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's, that's, a, okay. that's a pretty big one. Oh, totally. I thought when you when you wrote that uh, or sent me that message, I'm like, I'm like equally happy and sad. I'm like mm-hmm. sad that we can't have our interview at the time we scheduled, but like kind of happy because like, oh my gosh, this guy's so cool. Today Show's chasing him down. That's I know. pretty awesome. It's wild. It's wild. There's that USA Today article that came out in the paper kind of kind of blew up my story got me some exposure and i've been getting calls from about interviews and stuff but we got to do it early which is good i even better even better especially on a day after a game you know you just had a baseball game right oh yeah i got 13 games in a row i'm gonna do (laughs) which is gonna be a grind but it's it's kind of like a challenge i guess i'm excited about it yeah it's a quest it's a quest so let's let's start out by telling people a little bit about your story and then we'll get into all the questions that i've queued up for you so you are a retired NFL football player, right? Yep. I played eight seasons. I played five with the Falcons and the last three with the Bucks, and I just, just retired. Nice. Actually, I had to look up what your position was. You were a center, right? Yeah, I played actually a little bit of a uh, little bit of guard, a little bit of center. Um, I started almost 60 games, and I played in almost 100. Wow. So, yeah, I, was a, I played a lot of football. And uh, my body is definitely feeling it now. Is that pretty typical, though? 
Yeah, I mean, um, I my knees kind of deteriorated a little bit quicker than mm-hmm. I think most people. Um, there's no real cartilage, cartilage left. I had a total knee reconstruction surgery on my ACL, MCL, and meniscus on my right knee uh, my fourth year. And I was a pretty healthy player up mm-hmm. till that point. And then it kind of, like when you have a major injury like that, you're, you come back and your whole body tries to compensate. And, it, and my body really started falling apart after that. Um, oh, but yeah, bummer. I mean, I was just unlucky with injuries. Yeah, it just happens, but I was well, ready to be done anyway. Well, when you say falling apart, you mean falling apart for football, not falling apart for every day walking around. Let's just clarify uh, that for people. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it hurts pretty bad to get up in the morning. I oh. mean, I, I'm going to have to get some, probably have both my knees replaced by the time I'm 40. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, is that it's, just it's a, pretty serious. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That is no, no it's fun. totally okay. It's just, just one of those things. I, I do a lot of yoga now. I take care of my body. I change my diet. I like work on the inflammation. So it's, you know, it's just a pain management thing, but right. it's actually helped me, you know, look at what I can do to better my health. And so I'm actually in the best shape of my life because of it, because I need, it's something I need to take care of and be conscious of daily. That's pretty awesome. You know, you jumped into like three questions ahead of me, so I'm going to just mm. dive into these. Let's do them. Sorry, so, I thought it was a conversation. No, it is interview. totally a conversation. No, I wanted to ask you about these things. So keto. Yeah, yeah, so you're doing the keto diet, right? Yep, yep. Isn't that amazing? So I did I did the Whole30, which is a lot like keto. So you pull out all these things like carbs and such and just go mainly, you know, healthy meats, good fats and vegetables, right? Yeah, sure. Essentially. And it just like, for me, and you probably found this too, it's like my body went from, you know, pain here and there to no pain. Mm-hmm. Did you find yeah. that too? Yeah. One of the big benefits um, is is inflammation mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of a lot of carbs and gluten and wheat directly, you know, they add inflammation to your body. A lot of people don't know that. Um, you know, I take some supplements that help with the inflammation too, but that's mm-hmm. a lot of pain comes from inflammation. It's not like something in your joint. It's the actual inflammation and if you if you eat stuff that comes from the food you eat, so if you fuel your body with like anti-inflammatory natural foods, then that's mm-hmm. not going to help with the pain. Did you know that before you retired? Uh, about inflammation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, playing football, I learned about it. Just um, you know, anytime I got hurt, like I rolled my ankle, they would give me anti-inflammatories. Right. And these are you know the ones made in the labs. These are really hard on your liver. Mm-hmm. I actually. Um, Last year, I actually took a bunch because I had to. Um, I went from not starting to there was a couple of injuries, so I had to get out back on the field, and my mm-hmm. knees were bad. So I was like, you know what, I need to get you know this pain management under control. So they gave me these anti-inflammatories to get me ready for a game, and it actually gave me two ulcers in my stomach. Oh my gosh! Um, and it was combined with the stress of having to play again and right. the job. But yeah, that that stuff that you take, like the Celebrex and the stuff right. you see on TV, that stuff's not good for you. I mean, it kills your liver, and you take you know Advil for it, all that stuff, ibuprofen. So there's natural ways, you know, that you can decrease inflammation, and right. a lot of people don't know about that. You know, they use the easy fix, which is pills, which is over the long term is not healthy. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. people need to take that for certain injuries and stuff like that, but. I love yeah. how um, I saw your video where you talk, or maybe it was a post where you talked about doing yoga. And I'm like, this is so cool. He's a retired football player, and he's out doing yoga on a mat by his van. Mm-hmm. And yep. you said you said that you had like a handful of poses that really helped your knees and shoulders. Do you do you have names for them, or are they just um, you just know how to do them? Yeah. So I started getting in, into yoga a couple of years ago, and um, you know, for the pain management, I did mm-hmm. it a couple of times, and it's, it just blows my mind still. If I if I don't go do it for a week or two, and then mm-hmm. I go do it, and 
you know, for an hour. And then I'm, right after, I'm like, why don't I do this every day? Because I literally <laughs> feel so good. And so right. I started doing a routine. And I found the the poses that I really like that open up my hips and help with my knees and my mm-hmm. quads because I, I have certain things that are a little bit more tight on me than, uh, you know, normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a 20, I try to do a little 20 minute routine at least every other day, mm-hmm. if, especially because I'm traveling. Um, I have a foam roller too, which really helps roll out my legs and helps mm-hmm. loosen up my knees. Um, but I, I do like lunges, um, downward dog, obviously I do. I like the three legged dog where you kick your back leg up, um, into the sky and you kind of bring it through and you go to like oh, warrior yeah. one or warrior yeah. two. And, uh, mm-hmm. my all time favorite is pigeon pose cause my glutes get so tight and, and my IT bands on the side of my leg and it, that literally pulls my knees up and it, it causes oh, my knee yeah. pain. So, so I do the, uh, the pigeon every day. That's like my number one. That one's a little tricky too. Yeah, I, I think if you do that one, you can tell people that are, you know, stretch regularly or not. Right. It's, it's tough for people that don't ever stretch. It's just right. a hard pose to get into. There's no fake in the pigeon pose, that's for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah. So well, I don't want to focus the whole time on your body and your health and all that because there's so much more to your story. So yeah. um, let's talk about um, what you're doing now. Why don't you describe that a little bit for people? Yeah, so right now, um, you know, I retired this last year. Um, I decided... I actually got out of a long-term relationship too. I uh, was engaged um, for a year. Uh, it was an unhealthy relationship. It wasn't something that was really feeding my soul. Um, it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do, uh, break up with her. But mm-hmm. you know, now um, you know, I'm happier for it. It was one mm-hmm. of those you know toxic relationships that a lot of people get stuck in and they're hard to get out of. Um, so I'm so thankful I got out of it. So then decided I wanted to retire. So I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, no job. Um, single, I got some money in the bank and I've always wanted to travel the country and I, you know, Instagram, you, you see these people living the van life. It's kind of mm-hmm. becoming a popular thing. Right. And I've always been intrigued by these people that, you know, can just live life nomadically and kind of see different, um, places on their own. And mm-hmm. so football, my whole life, I played football past 16 years and I've always been told what to do, where to be, how much to weigh how strong to be. It's just, it's, it's constantly on your mind, even in the off season, you're always thinking like, am, am I in good enough shape? Like I need to go run today. I can't just take mm-hmm. a week off because my body will get down. So all this stress. So I kind of looked at it like, you know, I have an opportunity here before I jump in because the mindset as a football player, you always need to be doing something, working towards something, trying to accomplish something. I think that's why a lot of people lose their identity. A lot of football players and they get done because they don't have anything to put that energy towards. They've been mm-hmm. working so hard for something their whole life. And all of a sudden they don't have any purpose anymore and so i decided yeah so i always wanted to travel the country and um (laughs) so i decided uh to buy a van Mm -hmm. and try the van life out and so i I originally was going to do it for for a couple couple months and um i decided i wanted to share the experience i never really was big into social media Mm um you know facebook instagram youtube i kind of was actually the opposite i like kind of hated it i didn't really like it i thought it took up too much time um, and then I, I started reading books about it. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if oh, you know yeah. who he I is. Know, yep, Gary V. Yep. Gary V. So he's he was a huge inspiration for me on learning that you know I wanted to get into business when I'm done. Like when I'm done with this whole trip, I want to get into business. And so he's he talked about how social media and creating the brand right. is the next evolution of business. And so mm-hmm. I started looking at it through a different perspective, a different lens. Like this is something I can really have influence, and I can try and help share a message, a positive message, and really have influence on people's lives. And so I changed my perspective on social media. I was like, I'll share this whole experience, you know, go out there and, and um, you know, live live with less. I've always, uh, 
I've always, I haven't always been um, a guy like that needs a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always been kind of frugal with my money. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but I wanted to know what it would be like to, to live with less stuff. I, li- I watched a, um, the minimalist, docu- oh, the minimalist. I love documentary. that documentary. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years ago. It freaks it really me out spoke. how yeah, it freaks me out how many things we have parallel. It's kind of scary. Know, right? Are you like my alter ego over here? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it spoke loudly to me. And, I know. Uh, yeah. Really powerful stuff. Um, and I like the fact that it wasn't like they didn't tell you hey, this is how you're supposed to live. Right. You're supposed to live with this many things. It's it's different for everybody. Right. And it's just basically about getting rid of things that don't add direct value to your life. You know, if they mm-hmm. don't add value, then they're adding baggage and they're adding stress and they're adding clutter. Right. And so I decided I wanted to get rid of all my stuff and just, if it didn't fit in my van and come with me, I was just going to get rid of it. And so I started after the season preparing for the trip. I gave away 70% of my closet. I gave away all my furniture to charity. Um, and I bought this van and I've been traveling the country for the past three months now. And uh, it's been it's been a blast. It's crazy. It must be. Um, I I just saw all the things that you shed in such a short amount of time. I mean, you shed a really a toxic relationship, um, the career that you had, uh, a lot of weight, all of your things, yeah. all. Of, I mean, like I just like I can feel that. You know what I mean? The lightness of yeah. that of starting out with a sort of a new identity or a new purpose. Football has always. I I never really liked. The fact that football was my identity. I didn't like telling people I played football. I didn't like, you know, I didn't like being judged as a football player because I mm-hmm. feel like there's a stereotype there, and that, that's not who I is, who I am. That's mm-hmm. what I did. Right. And so when as soon as football was over, and I always felt like I've been, last few years I've been ready to, like, be in shape. Like I've had mm-hmm. to eat unhealthy to be big enough to play football, and so that's been weighing on me too. And so I've kind of, I was. A person I wasn't really happy with being and so right. as soon as my career was over I uh my relationship that I wasn't happy in and I just decided I wanted to create the life that I would be happy living not for anybody else but for me mm-hmm. and it's the best decision I ever made because I am I'm the happiest I've ever been that's so cool and you know people people look at you I think and they think oh well yep he can do this because he was uh you know a professional football player he has all this money, but I think people can do it in many different walks of life if they, you know, definitely save money and um, choose differently on what they, what things they buy and that sort of thing. I think people can do this kind of thing and even take a year off in a lot of different careers and, and have this experience. I don't think it's just something for the elite, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm very blessed that I was able to make a lot of money. I was, I saved a lot of money my, during my career so that I could you know, take my time with, with not having to worry about stuff financially. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a lot of, you know, rich people that are deciding to do this. It's, it's the people that do this for the people that don't want to be a slave to the, to the workforce. Right. There's so many examples you can look up on Instagram. Like I, so many people have reached out me and reached out to me in the van life community. They're just normal people. They're, they're figuring it out. They just right. decided I don't want to do this. I'm not happy doing this. And they figure out how they can make it work. And so many people do. So, from all different walks of life, like you're saying. Well, so totally. it's available to everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of options out there, especially nowadays with mm-hmm. the way the world's connected and social media and the it's internet. So cool. Like, there's so much opportunity out there. And it just saddens me when people think it's like, you know, they're in a, they're in a box, you know, right. you break out of it. There's so many opportunities. You got to go find it, find your purpose. When I was looking at your video about all the things that you got rid of and all the things that went in your van, I wondered, um, if there was anything that you wish you would have kept that you're like, Oh, really wish I would have kept that thing. 
I kind of miss my Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Mercedes that I sold. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't give that one away. I actually sold that back in the dealership. <laughs> but um, it, was, it was a good car. But um, no, honestly, I like look around my van because I, I've never done this before. So I didn't know what I was going to need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I overpacked. Like I have stuff in my van now that I haven't used since I've been on the trip. And so mm. I've actually been getting rid of more stuff as I go. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people you know, they think they'll miss something, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of couples go through this, like my friends, they, you know, the, the girl's like, no, you can't get rid of that. That mean that shirt means something. Uh-huh. But if, but if he would have just thrown it away, she would have never even noticed it was gone. Right. right. So it's like one of those things it's, you know, it's like this block. I, I think if you just let it go, you'll be surprised about how much more space it adds to your life. It makes you lighter. And I actually, I get kind of a high when I go through a room and just like go cabinet by cabinet and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I have four empty cabinets in this room now. That's so exciting to me. It literally, like when I started, <laughs> when I started getting rid of my closet and every item I get rid of, it's like a literal physical feeling, like yes. a physical weight comes yeah. off you. Like you can feel, you feel better. Yeah, lighter. And it's nice yeah. and it's contagious, yep. Because everything we have, we have to take care of. It has some sort yeah. of like uh, energetic requirement from us. Absolutely. Subconsciously, even if you're not thinking about I it, know. it's there. So aside you know, from a cool thing, oh, yeah. side note, this yes. is really cool. So my <laughs> best friend and his fiance, they did this for Lent this year. Uh-huh. They're they're not super religious, so they instead of giving up something, a uh, bad habit or whatever like most people do, they decided to get rid of one item in the house one every day for 40 days. So oh. by the end of it they got rid of 40 things. And so, you know, whether it's an item of clothing that they don't right. use or whatever, and I thought that was such a cool idea that people right. could do to start the minimalism journey and and see how good it feels to get rid of stuff. I know, and I uh, you know it's really great to share that. It it's such a it's every little way we do it. I mean, every little way. Like even um, the so there's the getting rid of stuff, which I got really good at. In fact, people come over and they're like, um, "Are you moving?" I'm like, "No, I'm just just going down." But then it's also retraining that you know when I go to Cole's department store or something like that. No offense, Cole's uh, or Target <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah. I have to like you know remember. Oh no, I don't just go buy things that look cool anymore it's like it's, it's only really for weird utility. when you like the way our society is like even right. me like i i got a real handle on obviously not having a lot of stuff and when i go into a store i look at things i'm like i could use that i could use that uh-huh. and it's really crazy the marketing that's like right. always in your face like you need to buy this you need to buy this right. like yeah yeah and you're like wait no 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 no, i don't need it <laughs> and it's it's a struggle i mean it's just the way our society is they push push consumerism down your throat constantly i know and it feels so good when you break you know you break free from that tether you know, yeah. being controlled by that. So one of the things I was wondering is if there is any like skill that you have that you're really glad you did, like that is like something that's a, it's a talent or skill of yours that now you're on the road with a van that you're like, oh, glad I have this thing because I, it's making it easier. So this whole trip, so I've always had kind of a creative side. I was always mm-hmm. artistic when I was younger and uh, I started football when I was in high school, and I, I did a couple art classes in my freshman year. And when I started doing football, I fell in love with it. And so art kind of took a, a back seat. And so now that I'm done with football, um, I decided to share um, my journey with the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started creating these videos, and I've had so much fun doing that. And it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a mini passion of mine, like having this creative juice, and it kind of comes naturally to me. Um, I don't know how, but... I just, I love doing it. And so I, and seeing me where I started at my first, my first vlog, my first video to where mm-hmm. I'm at now and, and seeing the progression and how much better I've gotten 
it's just kind of building my confidence and it's kind of cool seeing me um learn something new besides football because like a lot of football players you know they get stuck in doing football and do I, I don't need to do anything else in my life this is what i'm good at and they don't really have any confidence with anything else and so to to know that I can be successful doing something else. And if I put my time in and work towards something else, I can learn it and get better at it. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. And so I would say that the videos and making them and sharing them and creating stuff is, is a lot of fun for me. Well, I've, I've been watching all of them. And a uh, second side note here, um, I was an art minor, just so we're, you know, keep bringing that, those things wow. back. Around. It's so freaky. <laughs> um, now, you're, now you're starting to freak me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you're the one you did with the drone on the hilltop where you, you rode up. I think you had a combination of riding up the hill and then some drone footage in it as well. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that the first one that they with, got the beach? With the Revivalists song? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. I was I was going to ask you, like, who do you have doing your videos and you're doing it all? Now I'm like, I need to hire yeah. you to do that stuff for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I have – I'll tell you what. I have a whole new respect – for people who are YouTubers or mm-hmm. content creators, people like yourself doing mm-hmm. the podcast. I mean, I don't have a job like this is what I'm doing. And it is, it is so much work. I didn't, I didn't think that editing would be so much. Cause when I first started doing this and this idea came up, you know, my sister's been helping me a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I was brainstorming with her and, and we got, um, you know, with my, uh, we hired a branding company to create my logo. That's why it's so good. I, didn't I do love that. your brand. I was going to ask yeah. you that. Who did that? It was so good. Yeah. So this company did a really good job. And I'm glad I did that before I started because they're like, you know, a lot of people will do this after they already start. It's kind of yeah. tough. Um, but they're like, hey, are you going to have somebody do your, do your videos for you? And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I don't really know if I could film it and then send the videos to somebody and like have mm-hmm. them create it. It's not as authentic. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I'll do it. And now that I think back on it, I'm like, wow, like I, they knew how much work it was going to be because right. they said that. And I was like, no, that's no problem. But it's, I mean, it's eight to 10 hours on a, you know, four minute video I on know. just editing. Wow. And then I didn't finding the music. Wow. I mean, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty like particular I with stuff, say, and yeah. I, you know, <laughs> but and one of the things that Gary Vee taught me was it's better to be, you know, done than perfect. Finished is better than perfect. Right. And so. I've had to learn to, you know, it's better to put something out there. A lot of people aren't going to notice the little details that I mm-hmm. notice because I'm the one actually creating it. I was there. Right. Um, so I'm going to be a little bit easier on myself and I've gotten better at it. So that's kind of streamlined it. When I first, I had no idea how, like how editing programs work. Uh-huh. And so I was asking questions to all these people and, you know, you just, they're like, you just got to do it and learn. And so it, it's gotten faster because I've learned where the buttons are and the cut and the paste mm-hmm. and learning different things. But at first, like, I was like, where, how do I, <laughs> you know, drag this and drop it? And then, so that would take a little bit of time. And, but I've gotten better. Thank God for Google. I tell you, I'm Googling all the time, finding Google answers. and YouTube. Yeah, it's exactly. Crazy. So conversely, is there a skill that you wish you had on the road, on your road uh, journey here that you don't have? Like for me, that would be going to the bathroom standing up. That would be one I wish I would have. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, wish I had. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of part of the growth thing. But I would say, I, I, I obviously look like I'm very outgoing and mm-hmm. I am. But like getting outside my comfort zone, hmm. I feel like a lot of people think it comes easy to some people. I mean, I, it's hard for me, but... I know that it's a part of growth, and so it's kind of something I'm getting better at is getting outside my comfort zone, talking to people I don't know, talking to strangers, Mm -hmm. and it's just like anything else. It's one of those things that the more you do it, the better you get at it, and uh, I can see that growth happening, which is cool, which I'm excited about this trip is 
you know, at the end of it, I'm going to be a lot more confident with who I am and approaching mm-hmm. people and not, you know, caring what they think about me because I know that I'm, you know, who I am and confident with myself. Yeah, it's pretty obvious in everything I've seen you do that you're just really authentic. And I think that's a huge part of your charm, you know, why people are starting to follow you because they can sense that you're not out there trying to get anything. You're just trying to be a guy doing a thing, sending or spreading a message, you know? Exactly. I'm just trying to enjoy my life. Yeah. It's crazy. Once, like, the articles came out and I kind of started getting this following and, you know, all the people reaching out to me, I mean, it blew my mind how many people, like, were like, oh, my God, like, you're so inspiring to me. Like, your story's changing my life. You know, a couple people are like, I could just quit my job. I'm going to go travel to comedy. I'm like, hold on. You know, let's (laughs) think this through first. You know, I've I've planned my trip out. Let's not go crazy. But, I mean, just the, the, the positive feedback I've been getting has really inspired me to continue with this journey and continue sharing and kind of growing it because if I, like, I've always wanted to help people and... You know, I want to get involved in business somehow uh, and create my own business when I'm done with this whole trip. And so this kind of is growing into something that I can actually use as a platform and a brand to to make an impact on this world. And so it's becoming something bigger than I originally anticipated, but I'm kind of running with it. And it's it's really exciting and fun. You know, it's always like that when you set out on a journey that your soul is calling you to do. There's like going to be yeah. so many more things that happen than yeah. you can't even imagine, you know. So it's pretty I see, incredible. It is. It's totally cool. So I see that you're uh, meeting up with people a lot now along the way. Uh, are there any, you know, mm-hmm. completely crazy stories that you want to share that you just like, whoa, I this actually thing haven't, happened. I've, I've been trying to meet up with people. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm slowly kind of getting my feet wet with that because I'm obviously nervous. I don't know who these people are. A lot of them are friendly. Um, some people, you know, talk to me like every day. Uh-huh. Like every story I have, they say something to me, and so I'm like, okay, it's a little bit much. Dial it down. Was like, that, well, that yeah. wasn't me, though, was it? Was I one of them? No, no. Okay, good. Totally cool. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, I, 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 these people are so like, you know, obsessed with what I'm doing. It's like, right. it's, it's awesome. Like, I love it. Like, thank you for the support. Um, I've been trying to get people to meet me at baseball games because it's something I love and we can kind of talk. Right. And so I'm doing this baseball tour, and I've been throwing it out there, getting people to come visit and. Nobody actually came to see me today at this game, no. which kind of upset me. But I mean, is there? You know, it's it's hard to find somebody. I I think tomorrow might be there might be like four or five people that said they were going to come tomorrow, so I'm excited okay. about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've met people uh, in Nashville. Um, you know, nothing nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I I actually on the way here to Pittsburgh, I stopped in Columbus, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I was like it was seven six or seven hours from Nashville to Columbus, and I didn't want to make the last three hours here, so I wanted to stop somewhere, and so I put it out on Instagram. I was like, let me test this out. Does like, anybody have anywhere for me to stay? And um, you know, this nice family out kind of in the cut had you know she sent me a video of you know a little lake with some grass and i was like freedom would love running around there we've been in the car all day and they had a nice little driveway and so i went and hung out with this family we you know they they ordered some dinner and we you know hung out for a couple hours they had a cute little 11 year old girl that was like a super fan of mine and so it was really cool being able to hang out with her and uh you know it just seeing that made me like so happy and giggly inside and i was like i need to do more of this you know these people were just normal people and for me to just be a normal guy and come in and have them, you know, so happy about it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It makes me proud of the people in, you know, in our country and in the world when we hear those kind of stories, you know, where people are so welcoming. Like, I um, wanted to have you stay in my driveway, except you're coming to Milwaukee when I'm going to California. So we miss each other. Well, lucky day. you. You, I saw you started a store. 
and that you're donating yeah. all of the profits of that to charity. I think that's so yeah. cool. Thank you. I'm really proud of the store. It actually, a lot of people were asking me about, mm-hmm. you know, when are you going to sell merchandise? Where can I get a shirt? Because I had some made that were sent to me. Like uh, I had like 500 shirts made, and mm-hmm. I I wanted to get a drop shipping where I didn't have to carry inventory in my van and have to worry about shipping right. it to people. So I was like trying to figure it all out, and it took me like a month to figure it out. And I finally got it all. This company drop ships, so now you just click a button and the whole company takes care of it. So mm-hmm. I'm really proud of that whole part of it because, like I said, I want to get involved in business. So it's kind of like a dry run of how it works. Right. And, um, I decided that you know at least for the time being i'm gonna you know try and raise some money from it mm-hmm. i was originally gonna do just like one shirt but i decided you know give it all i think okay. eventually i'm gonna have to start maybe taking a little bit of that money to help support the trip because uh-huh. it, it is getting pretty expensive but for the first <laughs> couple months um you know definitely i think i've raised almost two thousand dollars in profits already nice. which is which is crazy how much people want to support it that's and awesome well, and they're yeah, cool I mean, shirts. I'm, they're cool shirts. I like. I, I need you. a hat. I'm going to go in for a hat. That's what I'm going after for biking. Yeah, go for check biking. It out. For biking. Love it. So, um, do you? So, I saw it with Shopify, right? Is it a specific store then that you're connected to on Shopify? Yeah. So I use Shopify is the like the website platform, and then mm-hmm. Printful is connected through Shop Shopify, and Printful is the actual drop shipping company. Okay. And so they'll, they're the ones that fulfill the orders, do the printing of the products, and okay. actually ship the products out and take care of all the inventory, which is like what a time to be alive as a small know, business owner because it's so simple. It is. And actually, I'm asking you for myself because I want to start a store on Glistening Particles because I just yeah. re- rebranded and everything's ready to roll. So I love it. If you have any questions, let me know because I was really confused about okay. it for a while. So I will definitely ask you. Um, okay, so my next question was around freedom. How is freedom doing with all of this on the road stuff? Does she like it? Yeah, she loves it. I think um, you know, she when we first get in the van, she gets all excited. She likes sticking <laughs> her head out the window, and then after about a, if we have a long trip planned, you know, like right. the other day we did seven hours, um, she she kind of starts realizing, okay, this is going to be a long one, and she'll get in the back and go to sleep. But she's really. I got really lucky. She's really, you know, mild mannered. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of energy when it's time to play, but when it's time to just chill, she's chill. Um, and she knows how to tell me when she's ready to go to the bathroom and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of got her mannerisms down where she's right. like, okay, it's time to go to the bathroom. So I, I'm comfortable driving for a few hours and she's really good about it. And even right now she's just sleeping over there on the bed. Mm-hmm. It's so funny cause she gets mm-hmm. so tired. Like she sleeps through the night no matter what. And she <laughs> sleeps, she, she sleeps harder than I do. So <laughs> At like nine thirty or ten o'clock every night, like I usually get in bed pretty early too, like around that time. Um, but if I'm up late doing work or something, uh-huh. she'll like she'll just go sleep, and she's like, "It's time for bed." One night, <laughs> I was staying at an RV park, and I um, I have this pretty cool setup where I got a little uh, a little projector, mm-hmm. and I connect my uh, Apple TV to it. So if I want to watch a baseball game, mm-hmm. I can do it on the side of my van. So I'm watching TV, and it's a uh, it's like 10 30 11 and she's whining and, and she already went to the bathroom i already mm-hmm. fed her and i'm like what do you like what do you want and she's like nah. and so finally i couldn't figure it out so i just i go open the van door and she just gets right inside and goes to sleep and she's just whining <laughs> she's like hey it's right it's bedtime yo like we need to go to bed like i'm tired <laughs> I was she's like, All like, right, like an old married couple she's like exactly. hey enough for this she's baseball such a princess <laughs> such a princess <laughs> You know, you have some pretty cool tech stuff in your van. Did you do a whole, you should do a whole episode or a video on just the tech things. I mean, that's cool that you can watch your movie or your baseball games on the side of the van. Yeah, I, I've, I've only, 
I've only used it a few times. My hotspot only has a certain amount of gigs oh, for yeah. streaming. Right. And so it can only do it so much. And I don't watch a lot of TV. I honestly did it so I could watch um, baseball. Right. And I right. have the MLB.tv. I love baseball. So watch some baseball games. Maybe I got Netflix too if I want to watch some shows. But I don't really watch a lot of TV. But yeah, I mean, it's what a time to be alive. Like I was talking right. about earlier. It's a little, it's like the size of a cell phone, it's a little projector. And I just connect my Apple TV to it with a little HDMI cable and I have a, a hotspot that does the Wi-Fi and it streams really nicely. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Exactly. How do we have know. that kind of stuff? I know. Uh, it's like we, like we have so much to be grateful for. I know. Totally. Okay. So now I'm going to go into just some kind of curious questions that kept coming to me as I was watching your things. Um if you weren't playing football, what sport would you have played? I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to put it out there. Oh, what's like now or back, no, back when then, I was like, younger? Yeah, yeah. When I was younger, like what I wish I could have played. I was actually, like I wish I could have played golf. Now looking back <laughs> on it as an adult, back right. then I would have nothing to do with golf. Right. I probably would have played like... I don't know. I was a pretty good goalie in soccer. Uh-huh. I was terrible at baseball. Um, I, I was really into like extreme sports. Not like I was like skateboarded, mm-hmm. rode my BMX bike, right. stuff like that. And I probably would have been more into that if I didn't really find football. Because like I didn't play football until my freshman year of high school, which is pretty late for most right. people. Most people play Pop Warner, and I was just too big when I was a kid. And I always played sports, but I was never really good with my hand-eye coordination, so mm-hmm. I wasn't really successful at baseball or anything where I had to like kick a ball or touch a ball or like you know tennis or <laughs> golf or baseball or anything and so when i found football where it was just trying to push people around it was uh-huh. like, <laughs> like, like i'm an, i'm athletic enough to do that i just don't have good hand-eye coordination so that's why i kind of fell in love with huh. that and you did really well for starting i mean i didn't realize you didn't start till then because i was looking at your your high school records and you were a really good player back then yeah it's kind of wild um my freshman year i i I had no idea uh, what I was doing. And it's mm-hmm. crazy that I even wanted to go out because my brother, who's like completely opposite of me, he's two years older than me, and he went out for football and he hated it. Mm-hmm. And he came home almost every day and was like crying, like, Mom, I want to quit. Like, the mm-hmm. coach is yelling at me. They're cussing at me. I don't know what to do. Like, And so she, she's like, you know, instilled the lesson, like, you can't quit midseason. You're going to have to finish this year, but you don't have to re-enroll next year, you know. And so... Mm-hmm. He stuck it out, and he hated it so much. I was like, you know what? And I don't know why, but I was like, I, I still want to try it. Like, I want to go out there. And yeah. I even asked all my friends. I was like, you guys want to go on the football team with me? And none of my friends at the time were like, no, we're going to get killed. So I didn't even have any friends that went on the football oh, team. Wow. I just was like, I just felt drawn to it. Huh. And when I got out there after the first day, I came home, and I was like, Mom, I absolutely love this. Oh. Like, this is this is what I want to do. Like, it's crazy. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's it's cool when you find that you have the physical body for the sport and you love it. Because like I was telling you earlier, my younger son is built like a football player, but he doesn't like football. He plays soccer. And, you know, try, yeah. he's just they don't make soccer clothes for football player built yeah. guys. And my older son was he's like kind of scrawny and scrappy in a way. But he's so tough, and he um, he could do so- he could do any sport. He could do soccer and track really great. He's really he's fast. A good athlete. But. Yeah. He loved rugby and football. So he'd be right. out there just like pulling guys to the ground that are twice his size. You know, he just had the, he liked that, the grit of that. So it's kind of fun. It's nice when they match, you know, your passion and your body capabilities. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really, <laughs> when I first started playing, I wasn't very good. Like my whole first year, 
Um, I think I remember this one play. It was like the seventh or eighth game of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of running around there like a chicken with the head cut off, just trying to figure it out. And I remember this one, this one play. I grabbed onto this kid and I drove him like thirty yards downfield and oh. put him on his back. And like that feeling I got, it was like that's what football was supposed <laughs> to be like. And so from then on, from that point on, like every single time I tried to put a guy on his back and uh-huh. run my feet. And so that kind of instilled in me like this is the way you play the sport. Mm-hmm. You, know, you finish, you finish. And so that kind of attitude is the reason I got so far because I've never I haven't never been the biggest guy the strongest guy but I work hard and I know how to finish on the football field and those mm-hmm. things are transferred you know you don't have to be the biggest most athletic you know or strongest to make it to the far farthest you just have to work yeah. hard and and finish what you're doing you know right that's how my son Sam was on the on the rugby field he could just like he just did not stop no all effort ever. yeah yeah that's, that's it. So, um, what are three the three places? Three places you probably have more, but three that you must see on this journey. So, number one is um, Glacier National Park because I've heard it's beautiful. I've where seen is pictures that? in Mo- Montana. Montana, okay. Um, another one is Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. which I was actually going to try and see these next two weeks, but I had to change my trip. Because I got to go down to Texas for my sister's wedding in a couple of weeks, so not enough time to go all the way up there. But I'll, I'll probably hit it on, in the fall. Okay. Uh, when when I you come, come see northeast. me, you know when you come yeah, I'll come back through and okay. say hi. <laughs> um, and then you know, there's a few other places. I think um, you know the Redwoods uh, National Forest uh, in my California. That's my favorite. Favorite. Is You've it? not been there. Uh uh-uh. uh. What? I just want to stand next to those big trees. I've heard they're incredible. Okay. Well, watch my feed in the next few weeks because I'll be um, posting pictures of that because that's my favorite. Right. I want to live in the Redwoods. That's where I'm going to move in the next two Awesome. Years. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to get me excited for it then. <laughs> All right. That would be awesome. So, um, you know, one of the cool things I've seen, like I do Airbnb a lot because I'm not a, uh, I don't have a van and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm equipped for van. Actually, I was going to ask you, how, what percent of the nights do you spend in the van versus at a hotel? So I've, I've been, it's probably about 50-50 at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, a lot of people, when I first started doing the trip, they're like, you know, you don't even stay in the, stay in the van. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not trying, the point isn't to go rough it and try and see how rugged I can be right. and always find a place to stay in the van. You know, I got, I got some money in the bank for a reason so I can go get these hotels. Right. But I, I, you know, it's not all about staying in national forests and camping. It's about seeing and doing things I want and spending time with people that want to spend time with me. So these next two weeks, I'm doing a little baseball tour. I need to stay in the cities. And I'm actually, you know, working on staying more, like, with followers, like mm-hmm. I did last night. You know, right. in people's driveways, people's space. Like, that would be cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like staying in hotels, you know, at least once a week because, you know, I, my body gets tight. Like, I need to right. get massages and take care of myself. And uh, the bed isn't, you know, super comfortable in my van. It's, right. it's I've got it. A little uh, Tempur-Pedic foam mattress I put on it. Um, but, yeah, it's you know, about 50-50. Yeah, okay. I was curious about that. So I've yeah. turned into a super Airbnb traveler. So pretty much every time I travel personally, I'm hooked up in an Airbnb. So if you need help with those in any of the places, I'm the one to ask. But one of the things they have now are experiences on Airbnb. So you can go on and not, like, say you're going to go to Pittsburgh. You can say, I want this behind-the-scenes, you know, is it pirates? I'm going to totally biff that. Is that yeah. <laughs> behind sure the scenes is. scene, behind the scenes experience with them. Like you can go on Airbnb to any city you're going to and find these experiences, which are so cool. Are there any that you sort of had in mind? Like for me, 
I'm like looking at fly fishing in uh, Idaho or Montana. I would love to try Have you been that. before? No, I want to do that though. It's Are on you my being list. in fishing? Or do you no, like fishing? I just, no, just, I just like think it, there's I just think something you'll like, about like it. I think you'll fall in love with fishing after, because when yeah. I, I did it in Colorado a couple years ago, I've only uh-huh. done it once, but when I did do it, you know, I've done deep sea fishing, just regular uh-huh. lake fishing. It's so fun because the whole time you're actively fishing. You're right. not just sitting there with a pole in the water. And so it's this, you're getting kind of like this rhythm. Right. And it's almost meditative. And you kind of, <laughs> once you figure it out, you're like getting this rhythm. You're like, don't even talk to me. I'm just, I'm trying to right. catch this fish. Like fishing so yoga. it's a lot of fun. Fishing yoga Exactly. Exactly. So that, and I want to go hang on an organic uh, farm with somebody in uh, California and just learn more about gardening, like growing vegetables and that. So those are cool. two experiences on my bucket list today. But are there some things that you like would be interested in experience-wise, or is it more just the seeing the places? Yeah, so a couple of my good friends were thinking about doing a um, like a whitewater rafting trip. It's something I've always wanted to do, uh, like a like a like a three or four night whitewater mm-hmm. rafting trip where you go on the river, um, you go down some rapids, and then you kind of stop on the side of the river and camp out. Right. And you, 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 know, you go down the river for a while, and you have a guide with you, and um, so I'm, I'm thinking about doing that with a couple of my buddies, uh, up in Montana, actually, when I get there, um, you know, at the plan, these people have real jobs, so mm-hmm. it's up to them whether they want to meet me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something I've always wanted to do. And along the same lines, um, kind of a goal of mine is to do like a multi-day hike by myself, um, through, you know, either like the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the book Wild. Um, the one they yeah, made a movie about, I love you know, that. With, uh, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon, and that really spoke to me. You know that, that the fact that 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 girl was going on this trip, um, you know, hiking. She's hiked for like six months, and she thought she was gonna do all this soul searching and figuring out her life. But when she got on the trip, she realized that she was struggling to just take the next step, and so it made her, you know, acutely focus on the moment instead of trying to get in her head and figure stuff out. She actually had to focus on the now and, you know, taking the next step and getting the next day and just surviving. Right. And that was kind of the message that she learned about herself. You know, that's what life's about. It's not about trying to figure it all out. It's about the process and trying to get through the adversity. And that's, um, you know, that's kind of, I, I would love to do that. I think it would be kind of along the lines of getting outside my comfort zone and, um, you know, doing this is one thing, but camping out by yourself in the middle of nature, I, you know, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something I would learn a lot about myself. Yeah, you know, well, it sounds like an amazing trip. And I, I love that movie. And I love Cheryl Strayed, the author. I've seen her on a lot of other things or the person it was about, I suppose. I've yeah. seen her on a lot of other things. She's amazing. But, you know, I've... I've never been really much of a camper. I've gone on like two camping trips, two or three, and it was in cabins or with tents. But it's always mm-hmm. in like the tents are in like a park, almost like, you know, it's like this thing, a campground where there's just person after person after person after person. Yeah. And I really dream of the time of camping like out in the middle of nowhere where yeah. you can see the stars or like along the Pacific coast up north in Northern California and that where you can, or even like, uh, Oregon, you can just camp on the ocean, yeah. on the shore. I mean, that's what I want to do. That's definitely one of these times. Just have to go without my kids when I do it. That's all. Yeah, I haven't really <laughs> gotten to do that yet either because, you know, I, I'm excited. That's one of the reasons I'm excited about getting out west because mm-hmm. west coast, there's a lot more just open land where you can kind of backcountry camp and nobody's going to bother you. I know. You know, here, 
you can't, you know, there's a lot of forests and trees and you can't really just go backcountry camping without a permit. And it's, just, you know, there's bears. It's just a lot different. Yeah. And West Coast, you know, you can kind of go do your own thing and get lost for a couple of weeks. And I know. Nobody's going to care. It's awesome. Good and bad, I'm yeah. <laughs> like, like here too in Wisconsin, you can't just go onto some into some woods and camp. You know, every everybody, everything is owned by somebody. Yeah. You know, whereas like I go hiking in Northern California, or I go drive along the coast, and like literally, I could pull up anywhere and just sleep in my car if I wanted to, yeah. and no one would care. Land. Yeah, that's what's so I awesome. read an article of, uh, it was a few months ago about, I think it was Scotland, mm-hmm. where they have a law where it's actually like a shared land law. I don't know what it's called, but even if it's private land that somebody owns, like acres and acres of somebody owns this land, it's, um, it's, it's the law that you have to allow people to travel on it, stay on it, and it's like wow. this free-roaming law so people can go you know, from different property to different property. And as long as it's not fenced in with like a house, they mm-hmm. can, you know, free roam. And it's part of this, the, uh, the country's law. And it's actually really cool that they do that. That's so cool. Oh, I know. I had another question about your van. And then I'll leave the van alone. Well, what kind of van is it? Let's tell everybody what that is. It is a Ford E350 Ecoline cargo van that was converted by a company called Sportsmobile. Um, if you guys Google them, they do great work. They've been around a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was doing research for what van I wanted, I found that company and did a lot of research. I actually was going to get a brand new one built, but it's like an eight to 12 month waiting period because mm-hmm. a lot of people are trying to get them custom and, and, and it's, you know, so much work for them to actually customize these things, but they do such a great job. I mean, it's got a, it's got a, a sink in it with running water. It's got mm-hmm. solar power. The top pops up so I can actually have more space. I can go into my van when it's popped up and stand up there. I'm 6'3". I can stand up without having mm. to bend over. So it's so much space in there. Um, it's almost exactly the way I wanted my custom van. That's mm-hmm. another thing. They're hard to find because mm-hmm. they're so customizable that, you know, what you want isn't necessarily what someone else's want. And the other people usually aren't selling it. Like if you get one, you're going to hold on to it for a while. So they're really hard to find. And I got really lucky with this one. This guy took really good care of it. There's uh, a guy in California. It's 10 years old. Only has seventy five thousand miles mm. on it. It's a diesel, you know. So those of you that know a lot about engines, you know that's like a baby hasn't even been broken in yet. Those mm-hmm. things are supposed to run over two hundred thousand miles, um, you know. So it's in really good shape. Took really good care of it. When I got it, I kind of, you know, beefed it up a little bit. I did some cosmetic stuff. I put a new bumper on it, new paint job, which is actually just a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a new stereo system, security system. I uh, put a little storage rack. And then I got a little pull behind trailer for some more storage because I'm, you know, living out of it. I, they they were using it. Um, the people I bought it from for like weekend trips, they would go, you know, mm-hmm. they live in California, so they drive, you know, to Utah or Nevada or up north and you know a lot of places. Obviously, like we we're talking about out in Cali that they would like to see, and mm-hmm. they just didn't use it as much anymore, so they decided to sell it. So I'm very happy with it. I love it. I absolutely love it. What's your favorite feature of the van? Yeah, the pop top is really, really cool and how mm-hmm. easy it is, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is, there's just three hooks, and you just mm-hmm. snap them, and you push up, and it's spring-loaded, and it pops right up. And mm-hmm. then there's little four posts that you put down to support it. And so it takes about five minutes to put up. And then uh, there's, like, a little bunk that comes down. So that's actually where I sleep, too, mm-hmm. is up top. So, like, during the nighttime, I bring it down, I sleep on it, and then during the day, I can, like, lift that part up mm-hmm. so that you can walk around. Um, but that, like the two options are you can get a high roof mm-hmm. or a pop top and there's, you know, different pros and cons. You got to do research on what kind mm-hmm. you would like. And 
I was that was the biggest issue is what kind of wanted was a pop tuck is the if you get a high ceiling one it's not as much clearance but you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about popping it every time so you can do a little bit more stealth camping so people that you know camp in like cities and just pull off to the side of the mm-hmm. road this is people that don't want to get hotels or save money um it's easier to stealth camp when you can just pull up at you know 10 or 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night get in bed sleep and then wake up and leave before anybody notices you for me, I can't do that because I have to pop the thing up and right. people are going to walk by and be like, what is this thing doing here? Like, this is not incognito at all. <laughs> um, so that was the biggest difference. Oh, but okay. since I'm able to get the hotels and stuff and I don't do a lot of stealth camping, um, I figured it was, it was better to get the, the pop top because it's easier to drive around to. It's not as bulky. And you know the Walmart thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been okay. told that. By <laughs> I mean, that's kind of shady too, though. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'd feel comfortable. Freedom would definitely lose some sleep in yeah. a Walmart parking lot. She would be on high alert. Right. Like There's a lot of noise and all that. Yeah. yeah. And, if, and that's another thing about the difference between a pop top and a high roof is the pop top, it's like a tent material. So it's a lot louder. Oh, you yeah. Know, it doesn't muffle the sound as much. It's like a tent. The, the high ceiling roof is like all caged in. So you can, you know, get away with that a little more. So you, um, you have a lot of followers now. And I was wondering, like, how many offers do you get a week for a travel buddy? For travel, like people that want to come along with yes. me, it's more people <laughs> reaching out, like, "Hey, if you're coming through here, you okay. know, you, you, you know, if you need somewhere to shower, or do your laundry, or a place to stay, a warm meal." A lot of people want to cook me dinner, mm. uh, which is pretty crazy. How many cool people are out there that just want to help right. out, and they're inspired. And so that's it's been really inspiring to me. Like I said, all the people that have reached out when that first ESPN article came out, I probably got two hundred. DMs of people being like, I love what you're doing. If you need somewhere to stay, like all over the country. Mm-hmm. And then the USA Today article came out and there was like 500 DMs of people like, oh my wow. God, I love what you're doing. And I tried to respond to every single one of them. It took me a couple of weeks, but I did it. Right. And just saying thank you for the support. And so I'm going to try and take advantage of that a little more often. It's, it's you know, you just don't know who people are. So it's kind of this trust thing. But right. I think once you get a little back and forth and then luckily with social media, you can like interact with them and kind of feel like, are these people, you know, super weirdos? Are they going to be cool? Right. And right. I think what I'm finding out is most people are just really cool people. Right. You know, like what you see on the news and everything that's fed to people in the mainstream media right. is so negative. And you're like, all these, all these bad things happen in the world, all these bad people. But everybody is, like you said, when we first started, just they're just trying to make it. They have the same things in mind. They're trying to be happy and they're trying to get through life. And they're really cool. And so right. getting to know random people is really kind of, you know, helps, you know, save grace with the with humanity. <laughs> I think we all want the connection. That's the thing. We all really, we already crave, we crave that. And you are such a, you have such a trustworthy sort of demeanor about you, you know, which I think yeah. is a lot, to, to, this says a lot, you know, um, yeah. that it helps a lot too. So um, I really don't want this to end, but I know that I've kept you on for a long time. That's um, okay. I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, good. So why don't we tell people where they can find you? Okay. Um, I am on all the social media platforms. I use Instagram the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use Facebook that much. I kind of, you know, there's so much work with it all. So I try to focus on one thing. So Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm at man, band, dog, blog. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. I try to put out a video every couple of weeks. Um, it is a lot of work. So mm-hmm. like for this for this trip, I'm going to do just one video for the whole two-week trip. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. put anything out for a while. But when I do, it's going to be something good, hopefully. Um, so the YouTube channel is fun. Um, Facebook and then Twitter. Uh, I don't use Twitter as much. But Twitter is 
I use kind of for interaction because it's the easiest platform to kind of have a back and forth and answer mm-hmm. questions. Um, and then I do have a website, manvandogblog.com. There's a tab there that connects to my shop that I just put up. Um, if you guys want to uh, support my trip, uh, put, I think there's like 10 different things or 20 different things, different merchandise. There's mugs, shirts, and uh, all the proceeds that I'm, you know, for the time being are going to go to charity. I think I've raised almost $2,000 already. And mm. I'm actually going to have my followers vote between like three or four different things on where the money's going to go, which would be nice. pretty fun, be a little more interactive. Um, but yeah, I mean, thanks everybody for the support if you do follow me and I'm having a blast doing it. Well, I'm really glad I caught you before you got so famous that I wouldn't be able to get your, uh, get you to look my way because I think it's going to take off so fast after the Today Show. You know show. what's crazy? It's like, <laughs> like a couple months ago, I had a couple, you know, a couple thousand followers because of football and I didn't really use my thing that much. So like there weren't mm-hmm. followers that were like really into what I'm doing. They're like, it wasn't that community yet. And now when I get it, someone DMs me and I respond to them and they're like, oh my God, I wasn't even expecting a response. Yeah. And it's right. like, I've gotten to the point where like people are thinking I'm too big to respond to them. Right. I was like, that's pretty cool. That you know, it makes me feel good that people appreciate me just responding, which, you know, I just make people's day with just that little thing. It's pretty cool. It totally, totally. Well, you made my day um, finding time for me before your interview tomorrow. So thank you so <laughs> much for that. And thank you for hanging out with me. It's been really oh, fun. for having me. All right. I love what you're doing. Spreading you. the same kind of message I'm doing. And, you know, yeah, this world like, definitely needs a lot more positivity. We're like, we're like twinsies, right? Twinsies. <laughs> totally. <laughs> love it. All right. We'll take care. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not even kidding. I feel like I have met my weird alien twin or something like that <laughs> because biking dogs travel meeting people authenticity the minimalists it, it just goes on and oh and uh keto style eating it goes on and on and on and uh it was a really really fun conversation and i i would love it listeners if you meet up with him along the way if you'll let me know send me a picture post something tag me something like that i want to see that listeners of the show ran ran across joe along the way and he is doing the cool thing right he's out there just meeting people he's actually kind of living my dream right now so i don't know if i can live in a van we talked about that but uh i'm traveling for the next month and can't wait to meet people along the way i hope you'll be one of them all right listeners take care see you next time so are you following your passion inspiring people and willing to share your story then find me because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Thank you.